Welcome Mandalorian Fakers to the Mando Roundup, brought to you by FakingStarWars.net. It's time to kick back at the saloon with a dust stick or two and enjoy this week's recap of the Mandalorian. Ah, bounty hunting is the life, wouldn't you agree? All right, well, welcome to the Mando Roundup, brought to you by FakingStarWars.net. This is your ever-loving co-host, Storm Duper, and with me today, as always, is Gemma the Hutt. Hey. Hey, Gemma. Um, just a few reminders before we get rolling here. If you haven't, check out our Patreon.com slash FakingStarWars and support the site on Patreon.com. We'd love your support. Um, also, our new Rise of Skywalker review for our other podcast, Faking Star Wars Radio, is up. Uh, go ahead and check that out. It was a lot of fun to do that. And we have two new t-shirt designs in the t-shirt store, which you can access at bit.ly slash fswmerch. That's bit.ly slash fswmerch. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Um, both of these designs relate to spoilers from Rise of Skywalker, Gemma. Um, did you see Rise of Skywalker? I did. Cool. Well, we've got uh, two designs. One uh, was suggested by yours truly, um, which is a jar of pickles. Uh, in which there are several little bobbing uh, kind of hermaphroditic tadpole snokes. I don't get it. Pickled snoke, you know. Mm, nope. Oh, you don't remember that scene where at the beginning of the movie uh, you see this big tank of like little snokes that have been growing by the emperor? I thought that was Rick from Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. Well, that's a great t-shirt design you could pick up. Oh, I actually have one on the way to my house as we speak. And the other one is uh, Babu Freak. And it says, Babu Freak is my oldest friend. So, uh, you can check out the designs. <laughs> if you wear either of those in public, I'm going to make you wear a jacket. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm definitely going to wear all of them in public at the same time. <laughs> so, um, but that's uh, bit.ly slash FSW merch. So, oh, as always, we'd always love to get a review on uh, your favorite uh, podcast platform of choice. Um, and you can follow us on social media. I'm at Storm Duper, or you can follow Faking Star Wars at Faking Star Wars. Last episode, we both made our predictions for chapter seven um, and eight. And I was a billion percent wrong. I get a billion minus points. Well, you predicted that we would learn more about Baby Yoda, and I don't think that's completely wrong. No, I mean, it's pretty much wrong. We still don't know what's going on between those little shiny eyeballs well we do know that he can force heal people who have been envenomated and that he can control fire like carrie so <laughs> i think we kind of already knew that a little bit and i was a billion percent wrong minus one billion points okay uh, my prediction was that we were gonna see Werner herzog and and gustavo fring um uh john carlos Pacito, which we did we saw Werner and we all and we saw gustavo so i'm gonna give myself two billion points you were right this time and i say you should just go with it and, and be happy because it's not gonna happen very often i'm ecstatic i mean and to be the last one to make the right prediction uh until next season like in fall 2020 i get a long time to gloat and that mm, counts for a lot i'm keeping score yeah. Give us your synopsis then, Gemma, of 7 and 8. We're going to put them all together here due to the holidays and stuff. So uh, just just give us your massive synopsis of Chapter 7 and 8 of The Mandalorian. Starting with Episode 7, A Crazy Plan is Hatched. Um, so Grief Cargo wants to make up with the Mandalorian, so he calls him on the, um, the phone. 
and you know proposes that they kill Werner Herzog and so they get rid of all the bad guys and Mando gets to keep the baby Yoda as a pet. Of course things get messy there's lots of double crossing there's double crosses of double crosses and long story short um the Mando and his friends Cara Dune and Grief Garga get trapped in a bar by Moth Gideon Pollo Hormano. Mando's new self-sacrificing friend Quill self-sacrifices himself sacrificially for baby Yoda and then um, baby Yoda is taken by a guy on a speeder box a bike a guy on a speeder bike cliffhanger mm-hmm. and yeah. where does it go from there major cliffhanger so episode eight um <laughs> right by the away. way i would like to say i was in i was 100 percent sure that ig69 had shot quill and you know totally traded in and was actually a horrible droid well ig69 probably did nothing because he's sitting in his parents basement but i believe ig11 yes right right <laughs> ig ig11 sorry. <laughs> okay so um episode eight ig11 the world's creepiest tin man um has been programmed to be a nurse for baby yoda saves baby yoda from two like jerky speed biker guys and um you know blasts his way into town blasters blazing so the whole team is reunited at the bar for drinks and moth gideon tries to set them all on fire uh including the baby yoda he wants so badly it just doesn't make sense so um baby yoda saves the day and then goes down for a nap uh, nurse IG-11 takes off the Mandalorian's helmet and fixes his brain with some hairspray and everybody wakes their way into the tunnels. So we're at the tunnels. There's a lot that happens in this episode. So you know, we're on to the tunnels. Um, so in the tunnels, they run into the last remaining uh, Mandalorian, which is the Lady Mandalorian. And he charges our regular guy, Mandalorian Pedro Pascal, with training Baby Yoda and then gives him a jetpack because now... I don't know why. Um, Nurse IG-11 self-destructs to save the day on the lazy journey down the lava river, and the Mandalorian uses his jetpack to knock Moth Pollo Gideon out of the sky. Somehow, Grief Karga survives, and the final Not scenes... Not Grief Karga. Somehow, Moth Gideon survives. No, 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 oh, no, okay. no. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, somehow Grief Karga survives despite being a jerk. Like, you thought he was going to get it by the end of the episode. He did not get got. Um, and then there were a bunch of final scenes written to provide endless speculation regarding the next few seasons. And then the credits rolled. Yeah. Yeah, especially with that dark lightsaber there at the end. You the, mean the letter opener of death? Yes, the the galactic letter opener for Pollo Hermanos. Great. Well, very nice. Thank you for your um, synopsis, as always. And uh, let's get right into our journalistic queries here, our who, what, when, where, why, how, the Mandalorian. So first of all, who, um, this is more about chapter seven, but who forgot to uh, go get Amy Sedaris, a Pelimoto, when uh, the Mandalorian was kind of gathering all his troops to get uh, ready for the attack on Navarro? Um, who forgot to get her? Because they really could have used uh, another babysitter this time. She would have come in very handy. I think they're just really bad at childcare. Like they have no business with a baby, but you know. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like a big reunion of all the characters we've seen and like somehow she gets scratched off the list like i'm glad she got scratched off the list <laughs> maybe her hair would have got set on fire on the <laughs> volcanic planet of navarro and the uh, the uh, the um, screen actors guild wouldn't have paid for her uh, workman's comp but <laughs> i guess yeah okay well um what 
what is the deal with everything being lousy with imps in this show now? Like, I think we've heard that like three or four times. Everything is lousy with this. Like, couldn't they have used another adjective like replete or brimming with troopers or plenteous with stormtroopers? What is the deal with this word lousy? I feel like so they forced. should have said it in a transatlantic accent, like old timey movies. <laughs> like, this place is lousy with stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and and the fact that it wasn't just um, one character who said it, it now it's kind of part of the dialect of I these feel bounty like hunter people. Whoever was writing this, it's like their thesaurus broke, and they couldn't think of any synonyms. Yeah, yeah, it just felt very weird to me. I don't that know. That was weird. It was Although, noticeably weird. Did you think the performances were also weird, or I I thought that Cara Dune was very strong in these two episodes. Oh no, she's great. I don't understand some of the dialogue. There's no speech reduction. Ah, uh, okay. Everyone's speaking very clearly, like. What are I, you doing? I am going to explain this. Right, right, yeah. I think that's just kind of Disney, too. Like, Meh. lowest common denominator, right? So here's a question I have about Gus uh, Fring, uh, Moff, Grand Moff, uh, Pollo Hermano Gideon. Um, when did uh, <laughs> Gus, sorry, when did Gus Fring quit his job as a weapons dealer on Galactic QVC? Because I, I really enjoyed his little lesson about the benefits of the new eWeb gun. Um, did you find that interesting? I thought it was really great. And I feel like since you even asked this question, you have some speculation. Well, I, I don't really know. I mean, we do know that he was tried for war crimes and somehow escaped, so he clearly has some tie-in with different types of technology. Um, but the thing that I thought was interesting was that gun, it's not the first time we've seen that gun. It, I believe that is the similar model that was uh, they tried to use in Empire Strikes Back when the Millennium Falcon was trying to take off from Hoth Base. Um, the stormtroopers were setting up this gun. So um, I, I thought that was a cool callback. You didn't like it? I already fell asleep. Do you remember that gun, though, from Empire Strikes Back? Of course, I don't remember that gun. (laughs) Everyone remembers it. Um, People have been asking questions for 38 years about the name of that gun, and now we know it's called an E-Web. Like three people have been asking about the name of that gun, and no one cares. Oh, I found it so gratifying that I could finally label it. Nerd. Yeah. Why don't you ask me the next question? Okay. So, Duper, like, you're a nerd expert. Um, Where do you think the Mandalorian was born? Right, because we find out that he's actually not from Mandalore, but we do see this flashback of his parents being killed that was sort of alluded to throughout the episode. But I thought we already knew he wasn't born on Mandalore and that nobody's really born there, right? Like, they just kidnap children. Well, I think, I mean, they definitely have a culture that comes from there that's, you know, become the Mandalorians. Uh, Or do they? Yeah, well, I mean, if you've watched the Clone Wars, at least, like they definitely do have that. I mean, but but I think that I think that in this case, like we're not meant to know where he comes from. But I'm not sure it's going to come back into the into the show anyway. I mean, yeah, but let's mindlessly speculate about it anyway. So why don't you tell us? Um, I mean, it looks like a planet we haven't seen before. That would be you know the first thing I could say. Uh, the Separatists are attacking it, so it's probably not one of the core worlds. Um, it could be one of the the medium worlds of the gobstopper of Star Wars, <laughs> the Star Wars galaxy. You know, good. Um, you know the lime the lime layer around the the powder center maybe of the galaxy. <laughs> okay. But what's it do? Can't you see? It makes everlasting gobstoppers. Did you say everlasting gobstoppers? That's right. For children with very little pocket money, you can suck them forever. I- an everlasting gobstopper. Me too. And me. 
Um, so moving on from your powder center. Yeah. Um, why did it take so long for uh, Mandalorian, whose name I can't pronounce? Din Djarin? Eh, to get a rocket backpack. Why did he just get his rocket backpack? Yeah, that seemed like something that would be really useful, especially if he's like supposedly one of the best bounty hunters in the world. Um, yeah, like I don't know. If he doesn't get a rocket backpack, who gets a rocket backpack? Yeah, because like all those other guys were like stuck in the sewers with their rocket backpacks, and I don't think they're very useful to have down underground like that. So um, it he was need- pretty cool, though. He needs to be more assertive. Yeah, he, he kind of just takes what comes to him, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, here's a little green orphan. I'll have it. I'll, <laughs> I'll make the name of my clan based on this, like, this green frog that I just found, you know. That he's stuck with training forever. Yeah, it'll become part of my, like, um, my vocation in life now. The, the rocket backpack, do you think that's going to come in later? I mean, we don't want to speculate too much, but uh, is he going to always have that on now? Or is that just sort of something he wears, like, kind of like going out clubbing at night for really important battles? It depends on how much Disney wants to spend, you know, animating that rocket backpack. So you're saying it's financial consideration oh, yes. only? Yes. Uh, that could be. That could be. All right. Well, um, speaking of technology, how amazing is IG-69's back display? I mean, uh, the Mandalorian's brains are basically scrambled Jawa Shuga egg inside his helmet. And then like 10 minutes later, after IG gives him that hairspray, um, he's rolling down the river like a legend. <laughs> like. <laughs> Did you know back to spray could have such a incredibly efficacious effect so quickly? I think that no one knew that back to spray had such an effect and that it was just a little convenient for the plot line. Why doesn't everyone just like have back to spray all the time? All the time. Uh, yeah. yeah. There are no rules. It's a bit weird. Um, Didn't like it. I would have like a whole suit made out of back to spray or Maybe they could have a gun that shoots back the bullets at people that have been hurt. <laughs> like the stormtroopers can just turn their laser guns for when they get shot into like back to mm-hmm. back to mode and heal themselves. Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit beyond the realm of what I was used to seeing. I, they could have handled that by making it instead of a head injury, like a leg injury so that they had to walk. And then like he could have used the jetpack anyway. And that would have been cool, right? Or a butt injury where he couldn't sit down. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, they were on the lava, the lava life raft. So, um, you know, standing would have been important. That that way, like, he could have been held up by Cara Dune and she could have, like, copped the feel on his Mandalorian buttocks and stuff. Too far, Duper, too far. It would have been very cool, I think. So I have a more important question. Missed opportunities. More important question than that. Um, Yes. How did you feel about them punching the baby Yoda? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, a like, lot of it, outrage. Was it a little funny? Like, you know, they, they if they had just kind of like open hand slapped him on the head, that would have been a little cute. But man, they just they punched full him on like open his, roundhouse right. And a wrinkly little noggin punch to the head. I mean, yeah, it was a little too much. Yeah, if I were Baby Yoda, like I would have choked them out. Like, what's he thinking? Like, Cara Dune and the Mandalorian have a fun arm wrestle and he tries to like, you know, kill her. Mm -hmm. But then these guys are actively wailing away on him and he just like, he starts just mewing like a... Maybe he just wasn't in the mood for a nap. That could be. You know, anytime he does anything, he has to take a nap. It's like so useless, like a useless little baby. That's true. He doesn't have a lot of control over it. So maybe, yeah, (laughs) he just, he didn't want to go to bed. So he's like... Not gonna, not gonna do anything. Yeah, 
Well, anyway, uh, it's time now for our speculation round. So this is the end of the season. I mean, there's there is a lot to talk about. I mean, the main the main point of speculation, I guess, is what's going to happen with that dark saber. So let's talk <laughs> about that for a little bit. Really, don't want to do this. <laughs> You don't want to do this? I don't want to do this. You don't like the Darksaber? I don't like speculation, but especially speculation over a whole season. Let's speculate about the when the next season is. Well, we know when it is. It's fall 2020. What? Yeah, we, al- we already know that there's going to be a Gamorrean guard in it because Jon Favreau tweeted a picture of a naked Gamorrean guard with like a little skirt. Um, they look quite different without that outfit. And this guy was like, Are not you quite talking about those tubby. little pig things? Yeah, those green pig guards at uh, Jabba's Palace. So we're definitely getting those. Uh, um, and it's been confirmed as well that some familiar characters are going to be returning. Okay. We just don't know who. Misa back. So I guess just in time for everybody to cancel their subscription, it's coming back. Basically, yes. Okay. Yeah, you're going to forget that you have it for a few months, uh, Disney Plus, and then like, you know, April or May rolls around, you're going to realize that you've been paying six bucks a month for this, and then it's going to be time for it in the fall anyway, so you're not going to cancel. Unless you're like my sister and you like watching Black Panther four times a week. You've mentioned that before, and I really hope she's, she listens she's still doing to the it. podcast. So. I doubt she will. She's too busy watching Black Panther four times a week. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, so it's time for for speculation. So I'll go first, I guess, because you went first last time. And I think it's time that we are going to meet Boba Fett. I think that, you know, we knew we know that we're going to see some characters that we've seen before from Star Wars. Um, that might mean Ewoks or Gungans or who the hell knows. But I definitely think that Boba Fett is definitely on the agenda for the next season. I think we're going to see that in episode one of season two of The Mandalorian. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I still think that they had that scene in episode six when uh, that caped figure comes up to um, uh, Fennec Shand. And I, I just believe that that's going to have a payoff in the next season. I hope you're full of baloney. No, no. I think yeah. Boba's coming back. I mean, but what does it matter? Well, who would be some other characters? I mean, are we going to see like, uh, oh, I don't know, Admiral Akbar or like, um, I mean, Mon Mothma? Is she going to make an appearance? Speculations are a trap. Who would you like to see back, I guess, in, in this period but before the sequel trilogy? Um, which characters would you like to see? Is this a trick question? No. <laughs> Who would you like to have? I don't know. I don't know. I think I've had enough of, like, big characters. I mean, it's, I mean certainly Han Solo is not going to come You know, really, I wish that Werner Herzog could come back. <laughs> well, he's been shot through the heart. No, and it's too we're late. not sure. Yeah. <laughs> we're not sure about that. No, no, he died. He definitely uh, died. I don't know. I saw the laser burst through his chest. He's definitely dead. Maybe he had some back to hairspray. Well, if he got to it in time, I guess, but I don't think there was time for him. Okay. So, all right, it's time for you, Gemma. You ready? I'm hoping that we're going to have some training sequences. Like, that's it. I think I want more training sequences, and I think that maybe they're going to look for Yoda's homeworld but not find it, and we're going to have to have at least ten more seasons of them looking for Yoda's homeworld. <laughs> yeah, I did it. It could be uh, could be that Master Yoda himself is going to come back in the form of a Force ghost and help the Mandalorian find this home world of sorts. I hope not. So that poor baby Yoda can uh, be safe and sound. <laughs> Rockabye baby Yoda. Not everything has to be a thing. Well, other than that, I don't really see what else is going to happen in the season. I mean, clearly he's going to be meeting people who have like rumored knowledge about where baby Yoda comes from and what he is, right? He's probably going to do it's some side jobs too. 
Oh, have to to like get gasoline and mm-hmm. food, bone broth for Baby Yoda, mm-hmm. glass of spots M- gear too, money for formula and diapers. Yeah, yeah, and let's not forget his armor. I mean, he needs he'll he'll need a no. For, I don't think he has a a best car of jock strap yet. Um, <laughs> he has a helmet and a <laughs> other things, but the most important part is left unprotected. Well, I mean, we know that the Mandalorian does get around, so maybe that's why. Ew. Anyway, it's going to be a fun season. I don't know what I'm going to do waiting so long now that we have no new Star Wars until at least fall of 2020. I don't know. Exercise. Get a hobby. Oh, geez. Eat some pizza, I suppose. Move out of your your mama duper's basement. Wear wear sweatpants with no underwear. (laughs) Don't shave for three weeks. Scratch my neck beard a bunch. Uh, Be too optimistic, then. It's the life. Thank you, Disney. All right. Well, thanks, Gemma. This has been a wonderful season uh, to do this podcast with you, and I'd just like to say that um, it's been a pleasure. So thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you like, you can get us on Twitter. I'm at StormDuper or at FakingStarWars. Let us know what you think about the Mando Roundup and the Mandalorian, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you, guys. May the foe be with you.